The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Welcome back and thank you for joining us again today as we jump into the Word of God. And uh, we're going to be finishing off our study through the book of Ruth that we've entitled The Kinsman Redeemer. And we have taken several episodes, actually I think that today's the 10th one, 10 different studies have we evaluated, one seeing the likeness of Christ through the book of Ruth, uh, which is just a great understanding of the full narrative of Old and New Testament, how it all works together to point to Jesus. Uh, we've been able to see how that, you know, just some great history behind the book and learning something about Israel history, which gives us a better understanding. We've seen how God's worked all the way this through into the lineage of Jesus, and we have been able to see God's grace and His grace to us in so many different areas, which we will see a little bit more of today. So today we're going to finish this, this study by finishing up the book of Ruth, the last few verses of chapter 4. So if you want to follow along, we're going to begin reading in Ruth chapter 4, begin reading in verse number 11. Ruth chapter 4 verse 11 says this, And all the people that were in the gate and the elders said, We are witnesses. The Lord make the woman that is come into thine house like Rachel and Leah, which too did build the house of Israel, and do thou worthily in Ephrata, and be famous in Bethlehem. And let thy house be like the house of Pharaoh, whom Tamar bare unto Judah, and the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. So these first two verses start off with the people. Uh, the verse prior, Boaz had basically stated in public what had happened to clarify it. So you've got your 10 elders who were there as witnesses, and then there was other spectators watching this. Obviously, uh, this was a big enough deal to grab attention. And so all of them began to state, the 10 witnesses and other people, we recognize this. But beyond stating we recognize it to make it a bigger deal so that everybody would know, including the fact that he had the other person's shoe, uh, which was part of the, the deal, uh, we look at all of that, we see that they found this to be a great thing. So they begin to, bl- they're blessed. They try to place blessings upon Boaz and upon the family. And uh, you, get to see, you, know, you get to see so much behind that. They begin to see God working through all these different things. Now, please, let's put together a couple thoughts to remember. Uh, Elimelech, Naomi's husband, took them out of, Moab, out of um, Israel during a time of famine, a very, very rough time. So this, this children of Israel are not that far removed from, from, from crisis. While she was gone, tragedy struck her life. Her husband and two sons were both, all three died. And she comes back with just a, uh, a daughter, a widowed daughter, daughter-in-law who was Moabite. So you can look at all of that. And, and, and you could, if you want, you could look at all the negative behind it. So what we see here is, you know, we can see through reading the story, we can see God's blessing through tragedy. There's no doubt about it. But I wonder if you look at these people, not only are they, you know, this, is, this seems like it's grabbing a lot of attention, to me at least. And the 10 elders bragged on it. The other people were stating, and they're placing blessings. We hope your home is like what would be known as well-known homes in the history of Israel. And frankly, saying, we are excited what you're doing. And I think they can kind of all see the grace of God through all of this and how the excitement, how God has orchestrated all of this. Now, frankly, I don't think Boaz or Ruth had full, any idea how shall we say popular their home would be as they would find themselves in one of the most prestigious lineages of all not to mention she would be the was it the great grandmother of king david the second king and that in itself still you know they didn't even recognize that in itself where uh, they wouldn't have known that 
We're talking an even greater lineage that David was part of, and that is Jesus. So you begin to see, they don't fully understand the full picture of all this, but there's so many people bragging on them and blessing them that I wonder if people just didn't really see, were amazed and, and, and encouraged and blessed by seeing how God was working. At least that's what we can see in the story. So let's continue. And in verse 13, it says, So Boaz took Ruth, and she was his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her conception, and she bare a son. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be. Now again, this is to Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law. And the woman said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman, that his name may be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life, and a nourisher of thine own age. For thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, which is better to thee than seven sons, hath borne him. And Naomi took the child and laid it in her bosom and became a nurse unto it. And the woman gave her neighbor, and the woman her neighbors gave it a name, saying, There is a son born of Naomi, and they called her Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. And the next few verses go through, basically repeat what we read earlier, Matthew 1, talking about the chronology of David, coming all the way down to how this connected her to one day being the great-grandmother of, of King David. So we look at this, and we can see how really what they do is they focus the last few verses back on Naomi. And it wasn't too much earlier that when Naomi came back from Moab, people said, Naomi's home. She says, don't call me Naomi anymore. Call me Mara. Call me bitter. For the Lord has dealt bitterly with me. He said, we left whether or not, you know, obviously we shouldn't have. And, and whether or not that was punishment, we will never know. But we look at this. And, and through the circumstances, Naomi had gone through horrible tragedy. She endured a famine, leaves her home that she loved. Um, I'm sure, you know, family and everything, maybe assuming she'd never see him again, watches her husband and two sons die. I, 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 you know, I, to me, when I see somebody that I know lose a loved one, I think it's overwhelming, especially, especially when it's so young for that. But I, I've met very few that would have loved, lost more than one loved one unnaturally, like lost a wife and maybe a child. But I can't imagine losing three. I just can't imagine the absolute amount of grief that she went through, which explains why she says, Lord, it's just dealt bitterly with me. And so we come, to, shall we say, if we call it the end of the story, when we can see all of it work itself out. And yeah, we don't see the, the good ending, the good over evil. What we see is God's blessing. We see God's grace through tragedy. And we see that, I mean, you look at Ruth, but ultimately they finish the story talking to Naomi, that her son was not lost to the sands of time, that because this young Moabite girl who just loved her mother-in-law and showed great kindness and was honoring her and was a woman of honor and a woman of integrity and all of this, that God not only blessed Ruth, but God blessed Naomi. In all of her grief, she was able to do something she thought she would never do and hold a baby she thought she'd never be able to just hold a baby in the name of her husband in her family and be able to see how God's plan had worked itself out together so she would be taken care of. And they even made a comment that Ruth was so good to Naomi that she was better than seven sons. Now, we look at one thing. One, we see the number seven is perfection. And they're really talking about how good Ruth was to Naomi and how much God was blessing them. Now, I would be honest with you, if you've got some bad sons, you know, I can understand that point of view. I'm being a bit sarcastic, obviously. But it's interesting how they looked at it and they said, listen, you, you wish you could have your sons, but we're telling you that what you're enjoying is better than if you had had seven sons. It's a level of perfection. God had just shown amazing grace and a great mercy to you. I like what he says 
in verse, first of all, they say in verse 14, blessed be the Lord, which has not left thee this day without a kinsman. He didn't leave, he, not only did you not have, you've lost your husband and your children, you could have come back and there wouldn't have been a kinsman. All of your, all of the house would have been lost. And yet God left somebody who was willing to do this and was willing to sacrifice reality to make all this happen. So God left somebody that was gracious enough to do this. And then in verse 15, And he shall be unto thee a restorer of thy life. All you've lost, you will gain back what you thought you'd never have. And a nourisher of thine old age, for which thy daughter-in-law, which loveth thee, is better to thee than seven sons. And, and imagine verse 16, Naomi takes a son and takes her in. And, and it's just, you, you, you know, if you've never, you, know, you younger ones one day will, will more than likely experience this. But there's nothing like grabbing a baby and holding it in your arms for the first time. And you, can see, you see the miracle of life. You see the absolute blessing that God has bestowed upon you. Yes, the responsibility, but the blessing, um, it's the fruit of the womb. It's God's personal miracle and blessing to you. And I, I've been able to do that personally three times, and I've watched them grow, and I've grown greater in love with them than ever, and I, I'm excited for the future. And I look at all of that, and all I can see through all that is the grace of God. The life, the blessing, how it's done to me, it's, it's fulfilled much of who I am by watching them and being able to parent them and mentor them and, and help them through the battles and cry with them and she, laugh with them. And, and she thought she'd never have that when it came to a grandparent. She thought when she lost it all, it was all gone. And look how God continued to bless. You know, sometimes we look at tragedy and we ask questions like, why did God allow this to happen? And sometimes we get mad at God and we say, God, how could you allow this to happen? I mean, Naomi said, God, obviously he's mad at me. He's dealt bitterly with me. And we can do that. We can easily sit back and say, God, how dare you? And and by the way, in some occasions it is. In some occasions, my decisions to go against God outside of his will, God chastens who he loves. And so many occasions where we find ourselves in is God trying to get our attention. We should not ignore that. I think we're so quick to see that It's not God's hand moving in our life that sometimes we miss God's hand moving in our life. And we do need to be open to the fact that sometimes God chastens whom he loves, which means when I'm not right with God and I'm refusing to get right with God, God will, in love, like I would to my child, will do what's necessary to help them to be where they need to be because we love our children so much, God loves us so much. We need to recognize that. So I encourage you that it's easy for us to immediately run to, it's not God. I'm not saying that every battle's God. I, I never think that. But boy, may we, may we evaluate our walk with God through the, through the struggles. And then if we are right with God, then, you know, our, our struggles, our battles are falling apart. And we just think life will never be what I hoped it would be. You know, just like at the end of the story of Joseph, Joseph told his brothers, what God meant, what, excuse me, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. God used for good. You know, life brings battles, life brings defeats, life brings grief because we live in a sinful world. And as he gets closer to the end times and as the world gets further from God, grief is going to grow. Can, I, can we just live in a broken world and until God comes back and heals it, it's just going to get worse. So when we look at that, can we evaluate this and see God's hand moving through all of this and just see that in these times when, when life's falling apart, God still moves in miraculous ways. And may we put our trust in God knowing that God can use tragedy for good, for his good, for his glory and our good, which he did in this situation. I hope that's an encouragement. Many of you, and I know, I know many of you who watch this personally, and I know the battles that some of you have gone through, the, 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 the weight that many of you carry.
on your shoulder for loved ones that are sick or loved ones that you pray for or situations that, you know, that are just out our, outside our control. And, and you carry such heavy weights. You know, I've just heard of friends, uh, relatives of mine who, husband much younger than me, is now struggling with cancer. And I, I, I fathom, you know, that he's considerably younger than me. I could be in that spot. And, and, and whereas if for the grace of God, I would be in that spot. And I look at these things, and it's just so easy for us to be understandably consumed with all the things going on. May we walk with God, stay close to God, and trust in Him through times that are absolutely outside of our control. And watch somehow He can use tragedy for His glory and for our good and bless us in the midst of it. Thank you for joining us, not only today, but for these last 10 episodes as we've been studying the book of Ruth. And I hope that this is an encouragement to you. As we get to the next episode, we'll jump into another book. We'll let you know when we get there. Um, and as I'm looking ahead at a couple options, but thank you so much for the opportunity to share these thoughts with you. I hope you continue with us as we continue. We take short times throughout the day to be in God's Word and be challenged and encouraged from God's Word. And we hope it's a help to you. We we'll love you. Hope you have a great rest of your day. God bless.